morning. Welcome to our Daily Word and Prayer. My name is Tom Short. So glad to have you along with us today as we get into the Word of God, talk about it, and allow it to encourage us and help us grow. There's power in the Word of God. Never forget it. When you get it in your soul, it makes a difference. That's why we come here every day to learn the Word of God. We've been talking about the conscience. And the conscience can be used, it's a, it's a gift from God, and it does so much good in our life. However, keep in mind, the devil always tra- takes the gifts of God and tries to use them against us. One of his tactics, one of the devil's tactics is to take what God creates it and turn it from something good into something bad. We'll see how he can do this here today as we talk about the conscience, particularly as a new Christian. Remember, as we the key verse we've been looking at, Paul says, in view of this, I also do my best to maintain always a, a blameless conscience, both before God and men. And that's what we want to do as well. This morning, I want to talk about uh, sometimes it's not uncommon for a Christian to feel more guilty after they become saved than before they were. Why is this? Well, let's think about what life is like pre-salvation. I'm going to bet you were like me, and that is we were self-righteous. We thought that, you know, if someone were to ask us, if someone were to ask me, Tom, what do you think of the odds on a scale of 1 to 10 that if you die, you go to heaven? And if I would have been asked that question, I would have probably said 8. I might have said 9. I wouldn't have been so proud as to say 10, although that's probably what I thought deep in my soul. I just didn't want to sound too arrogant. And most, when I ask this this question to people on campus, most people say seven, eight, or nine. They think there's a pretty good chance they'll go to heaven. In other words, most people have a pretty high opinion of themselves and their moral standing, their righteousness. And then what happens is we begin to become under the conviction of the Holy Spirit. In my case, I began to read the Bible. And I saw verses like Jesus said in Matthew 23 that were like that the Pharisees, who were self-righteous to the max, like whitewashed tombs. Outwardly, they looked like beautiful marble. Inwardly, they were filled with dead men's bones. Likewise, he says, outwardly, you appear righteous to people, but inwardly, you're filled with greed, lust, hypocrisy, and all kinds of sin. Indeed, the very things that I judged others for doing and and held up myself as being, I'm going to go to heaven because I'm a good person, the very things I judged others for doing were sins in my heart. Whether I was acting on them, Jesus was pointing out my heart was not right with God. Paul had this experience. Look at what Paul said in Romans 7. He's talking about the law, and is the law good or bad? The law cannot save you. But the law will point out your sin and your need to salvation. Jesus Christ is the way we're saved. A lot of people think we're saved by being good enough or being uh, moral enough. No, the way to salvation is through faith in Jesus Christ. But the law shows us we need that salvation. I'm seeing some bad stuff here on our on our uh I'm just going to hide some chats here because I'm seeing that there's some bad stuff coming through and I don't normally, but I'm going to do it now. Here we go. All right, back to our message. So Paul, what does he see? He, He finds in the law, it brings conviction. Let's read what he says in Romans 7, verse 7. What shall we say then? 
Is the law sin? May it never be. On the contrary, I would not have come to know sin except through the law. For I would not have known about coveting if the law had not said you shall not covet. See, that that was Paul's experience with coveting. I had the same experience in terms of sins of the heart. I, I would not have known those things were bad if I had not read in the scripture, if I had not seen the words of the Bible, if I had not seen what Jesus said. And so what had happened is, and most people do this, instead of a conscience that's good and truthful and right, we lower the standard to be just where we're at. For instance, I know people all the time who say, if I ask you to go to heaven, they say, yeah, I've never killed anybody. That's the most common answer I get. I've never killed anybody. But how about all the other commandments? Yes, the Bible says you shouldn't murder. But how about the commandment on your parents? Don't take God's name in vain. Don't take, don't steal. Don't bear false witness. Well, in my mind, and in many people's minds, we say, yeah, everybody does that. So we lower the standard in our own mind so that it's just good enough that we qualify. That's what people do. They're self-righteous. We lower the standard so that it's just at the height that I make it over the bar and I'm going to be in heaven. It's called self-righteousness. But that's not what the scripture does. The scripture brings us back to God's standard. The scripture reveals how we'll be judged by God. And its intent is to lead us to faith in Jesus Christ. Hopefully, like in my case, when I read those verses in Matthew 23, it convicted me of my need of, uh, I didn't know what I needed. I needed Jesus. And I kept searching and I found Jesus was the answer. Hopefully our conscience, rather than sear it, reject it, or just lower the standard, when we hear God's law, we become convicted of our need for a savior. And by the way, I do believe that a good evangelist should know the law of God and should be able to share it with people because the conscience has to be activated. People won't look for salvation if they, uh, for a savior if they don't believe they're lost. People won't look to be rescued if they don't think there's any problem with them. The law shows us our need for Christ. The law shows us our need for salvation. We need to help people. This is pre-salvation, shall we say, or pre-gospel is preparing people for the message of Christ. And so hopefully when they hear that, rather than just lower the standard and say, well, God, God will forgive me anyway, I'll be okay. God can't send everybody to hell because we all have done these things. Hopefully, rather we say we realize there's something wrong with me, like Paul did in Romans 7, like I did when I read Matthew 23, and that's what everyone should do. When that happens, we find Christ. When we're seeking God, we find Christ. And when we find Christ, we typically experience a wonderful feeling of forgiveness. Our guilt is removed. God has accepted us. All those things that were bringing that terrible conviction, it's like we're free and God has cleansed us and we, and we experience that. However, keep in mind, now our conscience is a lot more sensitive and the standard has been raised back up to what God wants rather than lowered to where we could qualify. And as time goes on a little bit, sometimes, you know, we, we stop feeling about how we're forgiven and we start looking at how far short I'm falling. And and when that happens, realize that God has a purpose and the devil has a purpose. God's purpose is found here. God convicts us to encourage us. 
the devil accuses to discourage me. God convicts to encourage me. The devil discourages to, uh, or accuses to discourage me. This is very, very important to understand. Very important. Both when our conscience is activated, God has a purpose and the devil has a purpose. God has a purpose and the devil has a purpose. Be very careful you don't fall into the devil's trap. Understand his schemes. He has schemes. Don't fall for them. When God shows you a need in your life, it's because he wants you to grow. When the devil shows you a need in your life, it's because he wants you to feel God doesn't love you, God doesn't care for you, you're in big, big trouble. So what do we do? We turn to God and we be encouraged and remember our forgiveness. Now, here's something very important. I remember when this was happening in my life, and I shared this story in my email last night. I was down, I was discouraged, and and when my conscience became more activated and I saw more and more of God's standard, sometimes I would feel the devil would, would succeed in, in accusing and discouraging me. And I remember one time my good friend and pastor, Dennis Clark, was talking to me and about my discouragement, probing a little bit. And I said, you know, Dennis, um, you know, I, I think I'm a worse sinner now than I than I used to be. Now, that's quite a thing for a Christian to say. And he knew I'd been growing and I was doing He knew I was a lot better Christian, a, a lot less of a sinner than I used to be. So he asked me, he said, well, well, give me an example. Like, what do you mean you're a worse sinner now? And I, I lamented. I said, well, for instance, you know, this morning I slept in and I missed my quiet time. You know, I, I just feel lazy and I'm not seeking God and getting, not getting in the Bible. And, and he kind of looked at me, hesitated and said, oh, so I see. So you're telling me that when you were a non-Christian, you got up early every morning, got in your Bible, prayed and sought the Lord. Well, it was obvious what he was saying and it was obvious that no, I wasn't doing that as a non-Christian. What had happened, I'd raised my standard. It wasn't I was a worse sinner. It was I had a higher standard now. It wasn't that I was doing worse stuff. It's just stuff that I used to do. uh, Now I felt bad about. And indeed, as I look back in my life, and I'll bet you can, there's all kinds of things I did before I was a Christian, ways I would speak to people, ways I treat other people things that I thought were fine, things that I would do in private that that I thought I didn't have conscience about. I had seared my conscience. I'd said, it's okay, and it didn't bother me anymore. But when I came to Christ and I began to get his word, God raised the standard of what's right. And it wasn't that I was a worse sinner. It's the standard got higher. And because the standard got higher, the gap between where I was, which, again, my standard meant I was good enough, and the reality, I was just facing reality is what it was. God shows us that reality because he wants to grow us. Never forget that. God doesn't show us where we should be just so we, you know, to spite us. The devil wants to accuse us. God wants to grow us. And so brothers and sisters, if you've ever felt like you're a worse sinner, no, you're probably not. I doubt you are. You're just, there's just your standards higher. And God raises the standard because he wants you to become more and more like Jesus. God has good plans for you. Don't let the devil discourage you. Keep the faith. Keep strong. Keep believing. Know you're forgiven and know God's spirit is at work in you. Amen? Father in heaven, we bless you today. We do love you. We thank you for your ways. Your ways are so high above our ways. Your ways are so much better than our ways. We thank you, Father, that you have a plan for us. We thank you that you 
have planned to save us and you cleanse us and you 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 now see us as holy and blameless. You see us as saints, not as sinners. And we want to live up to that and we want to live of what you've made us to be. We pray, I pray for everyone on this on this video, Lord, that every one of us would be living life the way you want us to be. And we'd be rising up to become like Jesus Christ. And we thank you for the power of the Holy Spirit in us that transforms us. This is your work. All you ask of us is to be willing, to be desiring, to cooperate. It's your the work of your Holy Spirit within us, and we're grateful. I pray we'd be alert to the devil's schemes. Help us to understand how he wants to discourage us, rob us of hope, cause us to give up. And I pray, Father, that we would maintain the faith and not give up and not let his lies penetrate and cause us to lose hope. We bless you. We thank you for the gift of a conscience. We pray, Father, we would learn to listen to it, that still, quiet, small voice that helps guide us in the paths of righteousness. We bless you. We give you this very day to follow you and love you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen, amen, and amen. Hey, thanks for being with me. I'm at the University of Florida today. We'll be out on the campus. If you're in the Gainesville area and you'd like to come out and join us, be, be there. We'll start in Turlington Plaza, usually right around 1 o'clock, maybe a little bit before, a little bit after. And, uh, and I hope you join us if you'd like. Keep us in prayer. We had a good time yesterday. Not a large crowd, but some very receptive people. Very positive time. I'm glad, I'm, I'm, if you're new here today, welcome. I'm so glad you're along with us. We get here every day. 8.30 a.m. live, 8.30 a.m. Eastern time live, or you can listen later in the day or watch later in the day. You can even just listen on the Apple, Spotify, or Google podcast platforms. But we believe in getting into the Word of God every day. We believe it builds our soul. I hope today's message has helped you. And if it has, be here with us tomorrow. Listen to some old ones from the last couple of years. I put ones up every day. We've got to grow, folks. We want every day to be feeding our soul, and God's Word is how we do it. So until we meet tomorrow, might the Lord bless you, strengthen you, encourage you, inspire you. God is at work in you, and that's exciting to be a part of. So I love you guys, and I'll see you tomorrow. God bless you. Bye-bye.